Hello, we are back in the same boat. I'm Shanna. I'm Em. But we're not here alone. We have a special guest with us here today, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Rachel. And Hi, Rachel. I'm, thank you. <laughs> I think we're talking a little bit about sexuality today, so I'll tell you that story. I did come out later. Uh, long story short, I think I fell for somebody at 27, ignored that for a couple years, and then around 31, I was like, I, I think the data's pointing to a certain uh, you know, answer here. So, yeah, now I'm 34. I love this. The reason I'm excited to talk to you today is because I feel like you and Em have really converging stories with your experiences mm-hmm. with, like, a person, a woman that you had, like, mm-hmm. a close friendship with that triggered, like, a realization about your sexuality. And I'm very excited to discuss how these stories are similar and really, in, the, in a way, tied to us all being in the same boat. Can you tell me a little bit more about that for you? Sure, yeah. The classic uh, fall for your best friend <laughs> yeah. and just have the best, to, closest relationship ever. Totally, totally normal, normal. not yeah. gay at all. <laughs> and everybody thinks that you're dating and you're like, no, we're not. No, it's um, friends. Exactly. But yeah, I fell for a coworker. Nothing physical happened, um, but it definitely felt like a different friendship that I've ever experienced before. Mm. And it started to make me realize and understand what some of my friends were going through in terms of their boyfriends. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. Mm. And I also remember journaling I looked back on this journal and it was like I just wish I could have a relationship like I have with this coworker, but with a boyfriend why can't I have that I'm like read between the lines you know like why are you seeing what's really happening not even between the the lines on on the lines yeah (laughs) read what you're writing Paul is coming from inside I know Um, but then you know nine months later we had this falling out which I don't need to get into but (laughs) similar to you had a falling out right and then I remember being devastated and like I think we've all you know lost friends or not you know had a falling out with a friend and things like that and been kind of sad but this was like heart-wrenching mm. so sad um and i bought you said you googled like <laughs> i bought this like cheesy book that was like how to get over women's friendships <laughs> it's the end of it just it by the way you're gay <laughs> yeah. like I, that should have been in the last chapter yeah. Right? <laughs> New alert. um yeah so that that kind of made me start to question some things not until after the breakup though like or after the friend mm-hmm. breakup mm-hmm. um kind of realizing like why was i so sad and you know maybe this is a path i should be going down so i think it was shortly after that i went on one date with one woman and was like nope not into her guess i'm not gay i'll move on back to men problem solved <laughs> and you can see how that went super well okay so this happened when you were 27 correct yeah around 27 yeah but you didn't realize you were gay until you were 31 right what was i doing what would <laughs> four years but you both kind of had the same experience because when yeah. did you have your relationship with your friend quote unquote friend um, i was 23 and then it took four years also mm-hmm. for me to realize why do you why do y'all think that like for both of you, I hope I don't sound judgmental when I'm like four oh, years. But what do you Rude. think is about that? Like, is it the codedness of the relationship that it takes a long time for you to process? What are your thoughts? Well, I like. So you've you've already talked about this on a podcast, right? Because okay, I wanted yeah. to, okay, I wanted to talk about that too. Because I when I when you sent me your podcast, I like I listened to it before you listened to ours, and I was like, oh my god, I think this woman is going to think 
that I'm stealing her identity. I was like, I went up to her. I was like, do I yeah. text her before she sees it? Like, I was so nervous. Like, yeah. she's gonna think I'm crazy. Um, so I'm glad that it, I wasn't actually alone in it. But that, like, it's yeah. it's more common, I guess. But you're. De- um, I mean, since coming out and telling my story a little bit more, there's so many more of us that have a very similar story. Yeah. So it's like not the fact that it t- took multiple years to figure out. I feel like isn't that weird? Because like you spend mm-hmm. so much time thinking like, oh no, I'm straight like and never questioning it at all Mm -hmm. so yeah it's you know because I had never questioned it and didn't feel like I needed to it took a really long time for me to even like be forced to question it because like I I mean I just thought that when I was going on dates with guys I just didn't like them or like Mm -hmm. that Seattle the dating pool in Seattle was just like I don't really like the guys here like that's fine Mm -hmm. um but I wouldn't like I needed more in order to actually start to question my sexuality because like that was the only thing that had happened so far that made me like think about it even a little bit well I think there's a confirmation bias too where like you know it only takes a couple friends to be like it's probably just that one person and mm-hmm. you can connect yeah. with one person and it doesn't mean you're gay you're like yep that's the information yeah. that uh, I would yeah. be taking and that's cool. <laughs> um, or like you know you can have a connection with a guy and that can be chemistry that can be you know enjoying feeling desired you can mm-hmm. think that some guy is attractive whatever and then I take that and run with it I'm like well but if I liked that guy from the yeah. bar that must mean straight you know and so I, I think I was just taking incomplete data sets to, to bring it back yeah. to the science background of you two <laughs> yeah. um, to make a conclusion <clears throat> It's an interesting concept because it's much easier to digest that you had one weird friendship mm-hmm. with a friend mm-hmm. than it is to grapple with, like, potentially violating everything you know about your identity. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Like, when if your whole identity is, like, well, not your whole identity is in your sexuality, but it's, like, a big part of it. You think of yourself a certain way, and if, that, if something big about yourself starts to get questioned, mm. then, like, everything else starts to feel like it's crumbling so you like mm-hmm. do what you can to keep that piece like glued together and mm-hmm. don't question this part because this is like a really big piece of who I am yeah and <clears throat> yeah if that starts to fall apart then what does that mean about all the other pieces about who I am so. totally well and it's I like that you know everybody's a lot more fluid now in terms of like oh you can just be queer or you don't have to be fitting yeah. into a label which is nice and I think it also made it a little bit harder for me because <clears throat> in those four years I was like having threesomes or like making out with a woman at a bar but it didn't mean anything because we're mm-hmm. all fluid yeah. you know? so I can kind of hide behind that like whatever yeah, yeah. Mean that's anything. a good point I guess there are pros and cons to that because it also makes it easier to like experiment a little bit without it really like getting at the identity part of you because mm-hmm. you can always be like if it turns out that that's wrong you don't have to like then dwell on it and be like well I hooked up with a woman that one mm-hmm. time like what right. if yeah right so, so it's nice but also I think kind of slowed me down in, in figuring things out I think that slowed me down too yeah do you guys think that when you were going through your journey, you wanted to exit it having, like, a label for yourself? Like, like you're, you're kind of explaining that there's, like, a fluid component that has been brought on the scene in the last handful of years. But why was it important, if it was, for you to, like, identify as a lesbian or as queer at the end of the day? I don't think the label part of it was ever that important to me. That's mm-hmm. not what I was looking for. I wasn't like, oh, I need to figure out and nail down exactly what I want to call myself. It was more like, I want to figure out like what I want in another person if I'm going to choose to be in a relationship yeah and I like yeah I didn't care about I like fully finding a word to call myself because it just that part didn't really matter to me as much but Mm. I did it matter to you Um, does it matter to you I don't think the word mattered more so just like figuring myself out so I never really identified as bi and even in that time of exploration and like going on a couple dates with women I still felt like I didn't feel 
fully into men and fully into women. I'm still kind of just figuring it out. Um, but I was trying to figure out, like, basically, like, why am I single? Like, I've been dating all these men, and, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm into women, is that true? And so I think landing on lesbian finally felt right to me, where I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This follows with what my desires are and where I'm finding, like, success in dating and things like that. So less the label and more just, like, what is true for me. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, too. But, yeah, I never really... I, it's not like I entered that journey either, knowing that I was going to, like question my sexuality like I yeah and once that started like it was so slow once it was happening it wasn't like okay now I need to like start telling people that I'm this or that like I just didn't that was not like a priority it was more just I want to find people that I actually connect with clearly that's women and it's not so much men yeah where is it I get like so judgy now that I'm on the other side where <laughs> like I'll have one date or an experience with a straight woman or whatever I'm like why can't you just figure it out you're gay like move on yeah. together. <laughs> right. we hooked up right. and uh, I have to have some grace with them I'm like well it did take me four years so mm-hmm. they can have a little bit more time it's so interesting hearing like this because um like when I um, like found out I was gay, I I had like fucking hate that I used that. When my Hogwarts letter came, oh. um, no, I I feel like um, I've talked about this before, but it was weird in that I feel like my my thing was reversed where I already knew in that moment I was like oh no I'm 100% gay but like what came with that is like the delivery of the news like that I didn't question was like oh and now like I have to grapple with this like really big um, realization about myself if that makes sense like uh, mm-hmm. well, I, I phrased it as at one point I finally got to a place where I knew it to be true Yeah, but I did not want it to be true exactly so I was like not questioning anymore it was very certain but I was like bummer my Pinterest board of my wedding with my groomsmen and my you know, groom is just gonna have to be <laughs> gonna have to waste yeah. away on inter- the internet forever. <laughs> put a wedding dress on the other person. I don't know why that was like a good thing. I was like, but the aesthetics will be so off. <laughs> okay. Is that why you like didn't? That's why you didn't want it to be true, or was, were there other? Reasons? I mean, I think there were a lot of reasons. I think uh, you know, I was very accepting of the gay community, but I was like, wait, yeah. but that's me now like I couldn't yeah. wrap my head around wait I'm part of that now and yeah you have yeah. to change your identity and your yeah like, and I think like telling yourself. people and being different and like yeah. you know there's just all of that normal stuff and normal fear yeah. but it, um, I think a lot of people when they talk about well why doesn't so and so just come out like their parents are accepting and their friends are accepting and we live in Seattle and what I'll say to that is it's not about the other people mm. so like when I was coming out I knew all my friends wouldn't care, really, at all. And they, I mean, they're supportive. But, you know, no one had problems with it. My parents didn't have problems with it. But it took me a long time because I couldn't say that to myself in the car. And, like, I couldn't come out to myself. Yeah. So the fear is not, oh, what are other people going to think about me? The fear is I don't know who I am anymore. And, like, if I'm not straight, like, what else do I not know? And this is scary. Yeah. And, like, admitting that and changing who you're dating and everything that comes along with it. I think we kind of talked about this, but it's kind of being like, well, if I'm capable of being gay, what else am I capable yeah. of? You could be a serial killer. <laughs> not that those are in any way related, yeah. but um, it's a huge What else violation. do I not know about myself if I didn't know about that big thing for yeah. a really long time? Mm-hmm. I think the counter to that maybe anxiety spiral that we've maybe... <laughs> is looking back and looking at clues. So, like, when you yeah. start to look mm-hmm. back, you know, that is always... Maybe you didn't know consciously, but there are some clues there. And so you look back 
am I a serial killer or whatever example. Yeah. No, that's back, a good point. Like, okay, those aren't, there aren't clues there. So, yet, like, when you but, were yeah. skinning cats in your backyard. Right, yeah, that was a red flag. <laughs> um, I didn't actually do that. Um, but... not do that. <laughs> do you feel like when you look back, did, did you have crushes? Because people ask me that, like, now that I'm out, do things stand out as crushes, like, in high school and college or... You before? did, for sure. Oh, yeah, I had, um... I mean, like, I was a, a child actor, which was so embarrassing to say aloud, um, but, like, what? I did... Yeah. Drop that link in the bio. I know, exactly. <laughs> Hire me. Uh, just kidding. Um, no, I was, like, a theater kid, and I had a lot of women that I, like, admired as actresses who I now recognize were crushes, mm-hmm. but also, like... Very often, when you're like a kid in theater, they cast two casts because you can't have kids on stage for that long. Um, and I would almost always have a crush with the alternate mm. girl I was yeah. playing with, and um, and I had no idea. I really thought it was that I was like admiring her craft at twelve, um, which is a bit <laughs> sus. Um, <laughs> um, so absolutely, I had crushes. What do you guys think? I think the admiration thing, because you brought that up before, like, yeah. people that you admired, you now realize were crushes. I think I definitely, I had that, too. I can't, like, not a lot of people come to mind. Like, definitely, like, one or two, but it was always, like, oh, I admire that person. And that's, like, it's different than mm-hmm. having a crush on them, I think. I, I felt, when I look back, it hasn't been that many, but there's been some where I'm, I just think they're the coolest person. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Doesn't everybody want to hang out with Caroline all the time? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to her house. What's she doing? You know? And I think, like, at the time, I was like, she's just a fun, cool person. And yeah. I, I 100% had a crush on her. She's the one that I look back at my Facebook uh, messages that are still friendship. Yeah. And I was like, happy two-month friend anniversary. Can't wait to cuddle <laughs> you later. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> happy Valentine's Day since we're basically dating. <laughs> Okay, but this actually reminds me, so, like, with both of your relationships that you had that were, like, very intimate, Mm. did you know, like, was flirting an element of it, like, and did you know that's what you were doing at this time? Well, that's kind of hard to tell, like, like, we've talked about this week a lot, I guess, like, where is the line between, like, friendly, like, a platonic relationship and then flirting with meaning behind it? Because, like, Mm. my, in my story, my roommate, like, we definitely had what would look like a flirty relationship, but I, at the time, was like, we're just really close friends. And, like, yeah, looking back on it, there was a lot of conversations that we had. I'm <laughs> like, okay, maybe I should have thought a little deeper about that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it felt like just, like, funny friendship stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one when you talk about the very first uh, whatever, encounter friend that is more than a friend. Because at the time, I don't think I really realized it. So I don't think I was intentionally flirting with her. But yeah. I think we had a little bit more of a flirty friendship. I would get like a little nervous around her sometimes. And the amount of time we would spend together, I think, is another thing. Having gone through that and having come out, I think I recognize a lot more when I'm obviously being flirty and mm-hmm. like when somebody's being flirty with me. But yeah. you know, at the time, I don't know if I was doing that consciously. Interesting. It, I mean, people were picking up on our chemistry, though, so I'm sure we were, I don't know. But it's not like intentional at the at no. the time. I guess no. I wasn't intentionally flirting either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely would notice it now. But like, yeah, at the time, other people would joke about us too, and I just was like, we're just friends. Like, it's whatever. We just have a close friendship. Like, it didn't feel like flirting. Mm. It does now. <laughs> How would you like? I have a really close friend now that's strictly platonic, and I try to sometimes compare that friendship to that first one that was more romantic for me. Um, how do you compare those two? Because we were talking about, like, just because the action of calling somebody every day 
can mean platonic to one person, yeah. it can mean romantic to another person. Like, what is that difference? That's why it's, I mean, it's really hard to see. Like, the only difference is how you feel about it while it's happening. Like, the a- actual interactions and words can be the same. Like, mm-hmm. we are very platonic friends, but, like, if we had this relationship and one person was, like, had feelings or both yeah. of us did, then, like it would be very different. All of the things that we say to each other would be very... They would be different because it would feel different, not because mm-hmm. the words would be different. It's it's an interesting question because, like, I have... I think that, like, two... Obviously, Em and I are two queer women, and so, like, we, like, navigate, like, our... Like, our clo- there's almost, like, an agreed-upon closeness that is naturally platonic, and, like, the air doesn't, like... The air crackles when M walks in the room, but it's not because I want to date her, and I love you for that. But um, but I think that, and like I see that relationship with two straight women sometimes. Like they yeah. are really intimate; they're like <laughs> walking around naked in front of each other. I think that M's right. It's the second that one person starts catching feelings for the other that like, and I don't think it has to be mutual in order to like verge into that flirting thing. But there's a level of closeness that women have with each other that is, like, I imagine that, I don't want to make assumptions, but I imagine that men don't, like, embark on with each other, which is why it can be hairy sometimes, you know? So, I don't know. So you think that makes it harder to date women, knowing that, like, somebody could just be normal platonic friends with you Mm -hmm. and call you every day and do whatever, or... I think it makes it harder to tell. Like, I have a a much harder time telling, like... I know when a guy is hitting on me. It's right. very clear. But I don't know always when, like, women are being just nice or mm-hmm. if it's mm. a flirty thing. Like, it's just really hard to differentiate, I think, depending on, like, the context, for sure. Yeah. But And you said you've, like, you have a tendency to <laughs> get into romantic situations with straight women. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I We've all been there. We all go through a straight girl phase, okay? <laughs> Mine just lasted a little longer than it should have. Um, but what I kind of was realizing with that phase of, it was like a series of straight women that didn't realize what was going on and then were kind of, sort of mm. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having these feelings, whatever. And I think to me, having came out and understand, I had to really analyze my feelings in that process of like, okay, what am I feeling towards this guy? What does that mean? What is that actually feeling like? What does this feel like? Whatever. So I've gotten really in touch with that. So I'd get together with these straight women. I would feel that chemistry right away. And Mm -hmm. I would feel, okay, this is not admiration. This is not just a cool friend. I recognize that we have romantic chemistry and I'm feeling this. But that straight person hasn't done all that work and doesn't know. They're just like, oh, I'm having fun. Like, this is cool. This is my analysis of, of of how it goes. So I think that that's sort of why I get into trouble is that I can pick up on that connection and chemistry maybe faster just because of having been out and then they come around to it a little later. And do they stay straight after that? Or? <laughs> yeah, I hear like four for four. They're still <laughs> not doing Ow. well for recruiting. I'm so sorry. I'm not hitting my numbers. Gay, gay agenda failed. Yeah. 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 I'm going to come find you. So you think it's less about like sometimes I think like when queer women talk about dating straight woman I'm using air quotes here right, right. they're talking about dating women who haven't done the work or like having a re- because do you fundamentally think that you would be able to embark on that kind of intimate relationship if that woman was truly straight 
I mean, I'm a little biased here. Yeah. You've, you've got to have some queerness. Oh, yeah, if absolutely. You're going to the point where you're, like, either in an intense emotional relationship or you're making out with me. Like, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a bit fruity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some part of you has to be open I mean, to it spectrum. for that to happen. We, yeah, some, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's got to be some part that's open to it. I've definitely struggled with straight friends who are on the straighter side of the mm-hmm. spectrum. And, like, per what we were saying earlier, it's a hard thing to have your um, identity, not violated, but your sense of self violated. Mm-hmm. So if you're closer to the straight side, I don't, in some ways, like, I, I can understand it being like, well, I'd much prefer to date men and not have to do this work. Right. They don't yeah. want to deal with it. I think it's that so was, much harder to, like, yeah. blow up your whole life exactly. for a crush than and when you could really just, like, push it aside and ignore it. Right. But that's invalidating to the queer women that they're dating or have building relationship with. As I feel that's like, why I'm, I'm off the drug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get off the drug. Turkey, <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. You had that situation happen recently. I had a friend in college who, um, you know, came out to me as um, bisexual while we were in college, and um, and is now married. Um, and to we to a man, unfortunately. We used to go to coffee every <laughs> we week. Lost that one. We, um, we used to go to coffee every week and have pretty open discussions about um, her sexuality. And I was happy to do it. I later found out that apparently I was her gay awakening, which like mm, really gives me a lot of, yeah. I know, warm feelings. Um, apparently she got super drunk and um, told her roommates that she was in love with me because of my hair, which is my crowning feature. Um, anyways, more recently, she, you know, we were hanging out. I was a bridesmaid at her wedding and um, she essentially said, like, well, Shauna spent all of college trying to make me gay. Mm. And it was, like, record scratch. I was like, that is not okay. how I remember yes. it. Like, yes. um, that, like, I think that um, there's a threat to queer women entering the circle of straight women sometimes. I have thoughts on that. So, please. One, I think that it's uh, insecurity of a lot of women, especially that come out later, that don't want to be creepy lesbians. Like, I myself. Yes. Like, I want to shoot my shot, but I also don't want to be this, like, creep that's trying to, like, turn people True. gay. And, like, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a little bit of, like, hesitation there. I think on the other side of it, it's an easier story to say, this person was trying to turn me gay, than mm-hmm. say, yeah, I got really confused about my own feelings and whatever, right? It's easier to just, like, kind of put that on somebody else that they were trying to convince to be gay. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a coping mechanism, or, like, a self-defense sort of A hundred percent. And it's sad, because it's like, you know, you would hope that that would... It, it definitely also plays into this, like, narrative of w- lesbians being creepy, mm-hmm. the gay agenda, but... <laughs> Neither here nor there. I don't care. Um, but yeah, so whatever. Yeah, like, turns somebody doesn't want to sort of be turned a little. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. like, bitch, you turned first. Like, yeah. you, you pivoted towards me, and I responded, and they're yes. like, you turned me, and I'm like, mm. so. Yeah. Anyways, I have been aware of like trying really hard not to be creepy. I don't know because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm a creepy person. Do you feel like I'm a creepy person? No, I don't think I'm creepy. <laughs> I, I like, like yeah. <laughs> Rachel no, and I have talked about this. <laughs> I'm a very creepy person, yeah. But I feel like because it took me so long to, like, realize what my sexuality actually was, I spent so much time getting, like, unwanted attention from guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm very aware of what it feels like. I mean, all women get unwanted right. attention from mm-hmm. guys. So everybody is very aware of that. But I've, like, now that I date women, I want to, like, make sure that I'm not that person giving, like, unwanted attention to somebody who doesn't want it. But, like, I guess I'm just more, like, self-conscious about it because I'm, like, I really don't want to do that, but... But what about when you're first starting a date and, like, there's no gender roles to follow? I've yeah. I've mm-hmm. dates with uh, women a lot where I'm their first date with a woman, and 
sometimes I see that they are expecting me or whoever to make the first move to ask for yeah. whatever because they're just used to that sort of does that happen to you? Oh yeah so I was dating somebody who like she, and she was a little bit older than me so she was worried that she was going to be the creepy one mm-hmm. and she also she had come out later so she didn't have a ton of experience dating women and so like we'd been going on dates for like a while and I was like who so who makes the first move here is it yeah. I guess it has to be me because she's not going to because she doesn't want to be the creepy one mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna be the creepy one I guess but it, uh, creepy is obviously the wrong word but the initiator I guess I had to be like the initiator of everything in that because she I knew she was like really worried about like coming on too strong so I had to constantly like reassure her like you're not like it's fine yeah. I'm I'm still here because I want to be like mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was hard because like I've, I had never had to make all the first moves before, so it's kind of fun though. Like I yeah, think mm-hmm. you get to play around with where you feel comfortable and like do you like being more um, assertive or you know I found that I like actually picking up the check a lot of times. Like it makes me feel good and yeah, yeah. yeah. noted, noted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you have a girlfriend. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, but babe, which um, one, which one of you is the check picker up? <laughs> Um, oh, it's 100% her. Mm. Um, Was it always? Because you guys have been dating for No. Uh, uh, actually, we always split the check. So um, just an aside. But, Anyways, continue. Well, I think that changes as you get more into relationships. Agreed. But in the first, like, three dates and stuff. But I just, you know, basically, like, without the gender roles, you get to play around a little bit more with yeah. how you interact with dating. And you get to kind of figure out what actually feels good and what was just mm-hmm. you were doing. Because that's how you're told to do. A lot of times when I tell people that I'm gay, they're like, but who pays? <laughs> who wears the pants? Biggest, I'm like, you just split it, or you, I, whoever asks, whoever out. Like, I, but yeah. I think that we're so tied to this. Like, mm. this is how this goes. Mm. That's my favorite part about being a lesbian. Is you're like, there's no fucking rules. Mm-hmm. You get to ride by the seat of your pants, mm-hmm. except that you have to fall in love with a straight woman at one point. Yeah. That's the rule. That and, is the right of passage. Friend. And yes. your best friend. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, how do you know it's true? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you have to go back to the beginning and start again. Yeah. So have you dated another, like, non-straight woman, like a woman who is gay and knows it? Uh, um, I have had, like, one month to two month long things with women, mm-hmm. and I think I need to try to remind myself that I've only really been actively dating for, like, two-ish years, two and a half years. Yeah. And a lot of that was spent in a pandemic. So... Yeah. So get off my back. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, wondering when you're going to do that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but it's it's really refreshing. It's really nice. I think a huge part of that was my own fear of actually being gay and dating women. I think there's there's the coming out, and then there's still, like, me dating unavailable women, because then, in that way, I don't actually have to date someone. I don't actually have to hold their hand. I don't have to actually tell my parents. Like, mm-hmm. there's some safety and this unavailability. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then it does get old, uh, I will say. So it is nice <laughs> to date somebody that's fully out. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you've dated someone that's fully out, too. Yeah, but that was, like also during the pandemic and and it was also like kind of a long distance thing which I'm not opposed to really but we were like getting to know each other long Mm -hmm. distance which was very different I hate getting to know people over text like I yeah it's hard I've done that too and it's always terrible because I just I don't come across the way that I want to over text Mm -hmm. so like getting to know somebody oh thank you I think you're shit over text (laughs) just kidding (laughs) sorry sorry I'll be in the corner if you need me um when I was first coming out I was kind of stuck in this like well I want to I don't want to come out until I'm dating somebody mm, but then I felt that's like, tough well 
but don't I have to be out in order to date somebody? Because yeah. they're not going to want to date me if I'm not out. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, shit, I'm trapped. Yeah. <laughs> you got trapped <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Did you, like, because my girlfriend and I met on a dating app. And that's, like, a great way because you're, like, there is a basic communal acknowledgement that you're both homosexuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's much harder. Oh, please no, no, no. Keep, keep going. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot harder and, like, it's easier to get into this kind of situationship that you guys are talking mm-hmm. about where you are not 100% sure. And, like, women are kind of super intimate with each other. So if there's not an agreed upon... If there's not either an agreed upon, like M and I, we're both queer, but we don't, you know, like each other that way. Mm-hmm. Or there's not an agreed upon, like, we're both queer and we do like each other mm-hmm. that way or it could pass through it. I don't know. How does... That's a good point. Well, it's also, I feel like it makes it more difficult to meet people, like, just gay people in general. Like, mm-hmm. if you, if you, like, it's less common than it is, you know, for, for straight people. Like, if there's somebody you're attracted to, you can naturally assuming that they're right. straight like that opens a door that just for gay people it's like you I mean it's less common to be gay mm-hmm. so you can't just assume that if you're attracted to somebody they are also going to be attracted to you so I feel like it makes it more difficult to meet people in dating apps like definitely help jump over that hurdle yeah but I also just don't like dating apps <laughs> as I say I think dating apps had their time and now people yeah. are all very much over them but yeah. to your point yeah it would be easier to meet somebody that's out and queer although I have met people on the dating apps that are like yeah in a marriage and exploring or whatever um I will recommend putting I put a rainbow in my Instagram bio yes I have one on my Twitter been helpful I will say because especially if you meet somebody out and then they look you up later then like they, they know and that's brilliant that's like the new dating app is yeah, <laughs> rainbow true. all over yeah. your social media profile <laughs> yeah I have a bunch of pictures of me at pride does that count I feel like that counts, that counts. is your account private though no oh perfect then why are we single? <laughs> there is plenty set up. Doing everything. We are absolutely yeah. ready to go. To do, right? I you go just wait for in. people to find you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what point do you guys think, like, uh, have you ever had a platonic relationship with a woman and then it switches over to flirting, like, either with a queer woman or not? Like, how do you detect that, like, line between... Are you asking? I want to hear you. I want your answer to that question. <laughs> Me experience? Yes. Yeah. Well, this like actually one of the the first women I ever date. I had this with. We went to go get burritos at Casa Que Pasa in Bellingham. She was my. Oh God, why am I like describing it like I'm a grandma? I'm like, when I, in 1962, we went to Casa Que Pasa. Um, no, um, I don't remember how it happened, but like when we first met, I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this woman, and I didn't know how to grapple with it. So there was no platonics, I guess, at first for me. I was not chill about it at first. <laughs> so I guess my answer to that question is actually, I don't think that there is platonic that goes into like actually having like a emotion like a relationship with someone i think there always has to be something from the get-go i would have to agree actually oh okay yeah. good yeah i definitely agree. i think that every situation i've had i've always felt a little something in the beginning yeah and there was a recent situation where like a new friend she was like at my house we're hanging on the couch and like our hands touched when i like passed her the phone and in my head i was like oh like, yeah. But I was like, be cool. Just be a friend. Don't just do be what a friend suspicious. would do. Yes. Yeah. So it was this constant, like, be a friend. She's just a friend. Nothing more, you know, over and over again. Obviously, like, that turned not that friendship. But yeah, um, I've always felt something, I think, in the beginning. Totally. Of it. Have you? 
Yeah, I've all, I can't go from having a platonic friendship with somebody to not being platonic anymore. Like people have tried. Like I had a friend who I thought we were always platonic friends, mm-hmm. and um, he did end up asking if I wanted to go out with him. But yeah. uh, and I I was like. I don't think I could ever switch, like, I don't think it's possible for me to go from feeling like this, like, friendship with you to to more than that, and I just, like, or I would have this whole time, so that has but not... Do you think it's because he's a guy? Well, that one, yes, but <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. But, like, also just, like, thinking about my current platonic friendships, like... I'm not gonna date you. <laughs> no, I think that that's what's hard I don't about. Think I can switch it. Uh, no, I mean we. I think that we would make a great married lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and the neighbors come over and we give them cookies, and then we sleep in two. Uh, specifically, yeah, and then yeah. we sleep in two twin beds at night. Um, but no, I think what's hard is that like when you, I agree with you guys that it's possible to have a platonic, like. A relationship that becomes platonic to romantic, at least one person has to have feelings at the beginning. Yes. What's hard is that the other person, like, if you agree that, like, the other person doesn't have to have feelings. Man, when you find out that other person didn't have feelings, that sucks. Not speaking from personal experience (laughs) at all. No, but it's crazy that, like, one person could be so unaware. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is... that's happened to me. With men, I've had two different guys throughout, like be like hey I am in love with you yeah like, we should date and I'm like what <laughs> I have no signs <laughs> I thought we were just hanging like, yeah. so I do think I've been on the other side of that where I was not reading it because when you have zero feelings and mm-hmm. it's all platonic yeah. yeah looking back on it I'm like I did invite you to stay at my house but I was like we're just friends yeah <laughs> oh god I know I can't yeah. for them yeah Men? Well, the ones well. that like, <laughs> fell in love with me and I was just clueless. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Feels nice to have attention paid to you by those men, but ugh, sad. Um, yeah, but interesting. Point being, yeah, I don't think I've ever developed feelings after like a platonic friendship. I think they were, there was always a little bit something there, whether I was trying mm-hmm. to like push it down mm-hmm. or not. There was always like something there. Can you go from romantic to straight platonic without any (laughs) asking for not me totally um i i have done that um like i mean i don't have like a ton of exes but i'm on good terms with the ones that are out there Mm. and they're platonic now but were they men or women uh some of both I've, I've done it, but it's been, I mean, like I said, it's only been one to two month things where yeah. I realized I wasn't into it mm-hmm. and I wanted to just be friends, whatever. So I'm wondering more if like you actually fall for a woman. Yeah. What about that say. for you? Your, your original one. Oh, the original one. Yeah. Well, we, we stopped talking, so I don't know. Do you Could like, I ever be friends with yeah, again? In a platonic way. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. now, maybe now, after like mm-hmm. seven years has passed, but um, at that time, close to when we had our friend break up, I don't think we could have... Even if we resolved those issues, I think mm. my crush like has caused problems. Mm. I think it depends on the situation. Like in your case, is it you know an un unmatched romantic interest? Because I think if the other person is totally platonic, then mm. it's hard to rebuild that. You know, because in that case, you're always going to be the um, pursuer. Mm. Or always the one that's, like, trying to push down their own feelings. Exactly. Right? Like you might want to be over it, but you're not quite over it. And that's a big rock to carry. 
so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. Right now. Yeah, so some, sorry. This is something you're trying to do. I'm in therapy today, so I'm in a hole. I, <laughs> How do I fix it? I think that, like, in order to build a relationship after you've had a romantic one, you have to have, like, this strong amount of trust um, and respect for the other person. And I think that when there's unrelinqu- unrelinquished... No, that's the wrong word. Un- unrequited. Unrequited. Um romantic interest the tables are never going to be even so what are you doing yeah I want <laughs> bitch I don't fucking <laughs> yeah I mean and I think the the difficult thing is that in a relationship there can be sort of a parasitic element to a, mm. a platonic romantic relationship because the person who ex- is feeling platonic towards the romantic person gets the attention of the romantic person mm. the attention the care the admiration, the um, support, emotional, mm-hmm. physical, mental. And so very often, I think that the romantic person wants the relationship to continue because they care about them. Yeah. The platonic person wants it to continue because they like the attention. Mm-hmm. Is that healthy point. for either person? It's like, mm-hmm. you want to call it symbiotic, but it's not. It's, yeah. you know, uh, the romantic person will always be the giver and the platonic person will always be the getter. So. Well, because you're just like clawing and grasping at this thing that's like so close within your reach. Exactly. You're, like, trying to make this thing happen. But you're never going to get what you really want. Right. But they're going to get what they want, which is support. So the answer, because well, I did ask my therapist, so I was like, do you think it's possible? Oh, yeah. Tell and me what your therapist she said. She said, probably with a lot of space first. Yes. And I said, gotta go, bye. <laughs> oh no, my internet. I didn't hear that one. I'm gonna go, Froze for a second. I'm going to go hang out there tonight. Um, yeah, I think that that's fine. I, if you were to maintain a friendship after a romantic connection, I do think you'd probably need a lot of space first. It's so true. And you want it to be platonic? I think that's what's best, yes. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to lose a relationship that's close yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can also recognize that like these two people are not meant like they're not good for each other. Do you have closing questions? Mm. I guess my closing question is for all those young gays out there, young the dollar beans that are uh, like, what would you say to someone who's like navigating a close friendship with their friend? Like what's your warning like about your, Mm. um, if you have any and what are your... I'll just end it there. <laughs> Questions? I don't know. I think for me, when I could, when I was like, oh, I, I'm definitely attracted to women, but I don't see myself ever dating women. I think that was a phrase that I really, like, I look back on, I'm like, I needed to dive into that a little bit. And I, like, I've heard people say that before, too, and they, like, mm-hmm. then they go on their own journey of, of self-discovery of events and being gay. So, like, yeah. that one thing, like, thinking that thought was, for me, like, not, I don't want to call it a red flag because it's not a bad thing, but it was like, yeah, I definitely should have thought more deeply about why I was telling myself, but I don't see myself dating women, mm. even though I'm attracted to them, which is something that I was like admitting in the thought. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I like sex, but I'll yeah. be celibate my whole yes, life yeah. because it's what's best for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I had similar, obviously I was saying that I'm love this woman I wish I could have a relationship just like mm-hmm. this but with a man you know, I also should have dove into that a little bit more mm-hmm. I love this well I love hearing about both your stories because I think that it shows that we're all in the same boat blah 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 oh, but I did it I don't know why I'm always the one who has to do it but um <laughs> yes 
Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I mean, next yeah. time we'll be, we'll be in the boat. In the boat. Yeah, in the boat. right now it's under construction. <laughs> it's very dangerous. So. If it sinks, we're going to have to do it in scuba outfits. So. Great. In the water. We have to float, float my, commit to the, the bit. Ocean. Yes, motion. There we go.